Second Breaks is between seasons and is on a brief pause. In the meanwhile, here's what's going on inside Briefing Notes. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Lou Blazer, and you're listening to an in-between season episode of Second Breaks, a show where we normally explore and talk about how we midlifers, the Gen Xers, the late boomers out there, how we can continue our impact in a changing world and thrive at work and in life. That's what we normally cover here on the podcast, in case this is your first ever episode of Second Breaks. Season 5 is about to start next week. So in the meantime, I wanted to pop in quickly with this in-between look inside the pages of Briefing Notes. Now I said pages there with air quotes because Briefing Notes is a digital newsletter. It is the sister publication of this podcast and it comes out weekly every Sunday, with carefully curated resources and tools for working and living well in our midlife. It covers several regular themes like longevity, resilience, future of work, well-being, personal leadership, tech, and money. You can check out Briefing Notes at thebriefingnotes.com. The 46th edition of Briefing Notes is a tech talk edition. And we explored this thing called tech stack. Tech stack is a term the people who work in IT cares about. In IT speak, a technology stack is a set of tools for implementing some intended IT idea. It consists of programming languages, frameworks, libraries, various development tools, etc. Now, even if you're not working in IT, you have a tech stack too. I have a tech stack. Our stack is the combination of technology tools and apps that we use to function day-to-day. Some of the tools in our stack are productivity-related, others are for work, for health, security, entertainment, etc. IT people, when they're considering the tech stack for their organization or for their company, they think carefully about things like scalability, fit-for-purpose, security, compatibility, and such. We should too, and here's why. Technology has advanced so much since the early dot-com days. Today, we have multiple choices for any type of tool or app. We've got options for note-taking apps, meditation apps, list apps, calendar apps, email apps. Name any part of your life wherein you could use an app. Chances are you'll have many options to choose from, which is great. It means there's no default app anymore. We get to pick the one that suits us. We get to pick the app or the tool that is compatible with how we think, how we work, and how we live. The tool that we choose should not dictate how we work or who we are. Rather, it should function to make it easier for us to function in the way that we want to function. Now, that is my underlying philosophy around my tech use. Of course, there are times when I pick a new app because I want it to help me change a habit or, quote unquote, become a better version of myself. My use of the Fitbit app is a good example of this. But even then, the app itself isn't shaping me. 
It's simply helping me become someone I have already decided to be. In other words, I have not relinquished my choice in the matter. Now, this goes to the core of why I left Facebook a couple years ago. I realized with dismay that Facebook had turned me into something I didn't want to be. Yes, I know the app wasn't holding my hand. It wasn't pushing my fingers to do one thing or the other. Ultimately, I was the one doing the doing. I can't blame Facebook for that. It is, however, an accepted fact by the technology inventors and designers themselves that these apps are designed to encourage maximum and repeated use. Nir Eyal wrote about this in his best-selling book, Hooked. He says, this model is designed to connect the user's problem with the designer's solution frequently enough to form a habit. It is the framework for building products that solve user needs through long-term engagement. So in other words, we form a habit of using the tool. Aristotle once said, we are what we repeatedly do. With respect to Facebook, I didn't like the habits that I was forming by using it. I didn't want those habits to be part of who I am. And because I had been on it for several years, it wasn't easy-peasy for me to leave Facebook. It took several months before I could say I no longer think of going back and using it again. But I'm happy to say that today I have been Facebook-free for over two years. Here's the bottom line. I don't wish to suggest anything about your use of Facebook or any app for that matter. After all, I'm still on Instagram and on Twitter. So this isn't about not using social media. What I'm going for here is a reminder that even if using tech is a foregone conclusion in this day and age, we still have a choice in the matter. We get to pick which app we use, how we use them, and how often. Most importantly, we get to choose what changes in ourselves we want to see as a result of us using these tools. And now for some related links. Pew Research has a digital knowledge quiz consisting of 10 questions to test your knowledge on digital topics and terms. When you finish, you will be able to compare your score with other Americans who took the quiz and see the correct answer for each question. After examining lots of apps and testing every feature, from writing experience to shortcuts to sharing capabilities, College Info Geek put together a list of the 11 best note-taking apps that are currently available. And for the opposing point of view, BBC writes that although computers and phones have become the go-to note-taking method for many of us, our brain benefits from an old-fashioned pen and paper. Researchers have found that note-taking through keyboards involves taking notes verbatim in a way that does not involve processing information. By contrast, taking notes by hand involves cognitive engagement because we tend to summarize, we paraphrase, we organize, we map vocabularies. In short, we manipulate and transform the information that leads to deeper understanding. So that's it for this in-between episode. To dive deeper into these stories and to check out the 46th edition of Briefing Notes, head on over to thebriefingnotes.com. 
I would also invite you to give it a try. Subscribe to it. It's free and you'll get your next full edition in your inbox on Sunday. And if you find it's not your cup of tea, it's very easy to unsubscribe. I'll be back next week to officially start season 5. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>